0: Welcome to the Sipsonianery. You have made it. You've come another again, week. You've
1: come again. You have come to drink
0: another episode in our very inconsistent episode. Yeah, the, the only exposure.
1: Yeah, the episode. It's been a rough the year. Consistency of our episode is that we're inconsistent.
0: inconsistent. Yeah. So there is the only consistency in life is
1: inconsistency. In, inconsistency. Yeah, that's right. So never forget that. Yeah, but this is a special edition. So breaking news. Um, we're, we're not all here, but the, the folks that are here are Are here are very important and they are here. (laughs) Except (laughs) for when we're not. So yeah, what we mean by that is, um, we're glad to have with us, uh, Todd Davis, um, the, the great son-in-law, the great brother-in-law, the great great missionary, the great pioneer, doctor, doctor. well, we have two doctors on the episode today. That's right. So
0: I'm not going to say very much. (laughs) So, just
1: gonna listen, Todd, Todd. What greeting do you have for our vast audience this morning? So. And make sure
0: you get real close to that microphone. <laughs> it's gonna be really weird, I know.
2: Uh, what greeting do I have? Oh, thanks for letting me talk to y'all.
1: All right, there we go. Well, you, that's you, it. We made it. it. You you heard it. So, so Hunter's not with us. Hunter um, is actually on the way back. On the way back from New Jersey. And God it's, uniquely—it's actually New Jersey. New Jersey. God uniquely planted He and Nikki there in family for a wedding, but also so that they could bring Brody. Yeah, and what a crazy Carissa to us from New York City because it was just—they um, got insane. To, they got to New York City so as by fire. I New mean, it was, York. It was just glad they could get to New York City. So. Todd, um, Todd doesn't
0: listen to the podcast, so he has no idea what's going on. Right, this whole time. <laughs>
1: so, Todd, tell us a little bit about <laughs> your your trip here. Um, this was Monday, and just kind of begin at the beginning and let it, let us hear from your from France. Did from you? Your, I, don't you know, from yeah. from I don't know Marseille. Yeah, Marseille.
0: I don't know. Everybody knows. Just in, well, in case we have a new a new viewer.
1: Yeah, a new viewer.
0: Todd and his family are missionaries to Marseille, France. They've been there for. Almost five years. So, oh, I was going to oh, say six. Wow. Five years, okay. almost five years. Ooh. Awesome, going by fast. So you came to visit us
1: just because you were bored.
2: Exactly. So they, <laughs> they needed to do there. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. so all those missionary prayer letters that you you, you send out of the, the thousands getting saved. Oh, right. millions, millions. Yep. Yeah. So so talk to us about your your endeavor to come over here and like why were you guys divided.
2: Yeah. It's such an involved story, but uh the deal is that ticket prices go way up after uh, the school year ends and the main school year ends the after the first week of July basically. Yeah. But our kids are in private junior high, high school and that so they get done earlier, but our oldest, Brody, Just finished his what's equivalent to junior year, and they have tests that they take at the end of their junior year as well as the end of their senior year that kind of are like the conclusion of high school and also determine what schools they might be able to get into. And um, we knew like a window of when, at a certain point, we found out a window of when he was going to take that test, but not the exact date. (laughs) And so we were getting closer and closer to when the ticket prices were going to go up and still didn't know when his test was going to be. So we decided that we needed to go ahead and buy five tickets for Mm -hmm. me and the four youngest kids. And then to figure out something else for Krissa and Brody after his test was over. And, uh, we have just through family and friends connections to be able to get standby tickets. And so that's what they did. So that's like their piece. but. I and the four youngest started out on uh Monday morning at our plane took off at like six AM from Marseille to go to Paris. Which no.
1: means you have to get to the airport what time?
2: We got there at like four and had to drop off our car at a, at the garage before we went oh, to the my airport. So no. very early morning.
0: <laughs> you are <ve-toi. laughs> What's that? Your vatois? Voiture. Voiture? Oh, that, that's how you say it. Sorry. <laughs> Voiture. <laughs> Wasn't following. No, yeah. yeah. It's, hard like, follow <laughs> it's hard to follow. hard to follow. You don't know what he's saying, that's for sure. <laughs> Very hard. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, so Marseille to Paris, no problem. Paris to Atlanta was the next leg, and somewhere out over the Atlantic, Hot there was a, a medical emergency for one of the crew one of
0: them. oh like, actual crew not the yeah, staff not like not the captain I mean,
2: but they not, they not were a passenger. they were saying in french the commander i don't know what that connects to <laughs> napoleon in english but <laughs> it was napoleon it he wasn't was the it, it wasn't the captain thankfully but anyway that meant they had to divert to this uh kind of isolated portuguese island and I, yeah so, so
1: mom looked it up and it was just like filled with cannibals it's a thing yeah it, it's a, it's a thing and it it's, exists it's like these little tiny islands before, right but... out in the middle i'm like who knew filled with i didn't know that portugal knew
0: filled with cannibals <laughs> probably it's amazing i don't
1: know she did a she did a like a google Every, look uh, and it would look like is there a hospital really there? You know.
0: Well, every missionary story has to have cannibals in it. So this yeah. is where your cannibalism is. Yeah. we First didn't kid.
2: we didn't see them, but they were probably they were out there. there. They're, out They're there. probably out
0: there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So so how long were you? I don't on know. The we island. Were on the I...
2: island for an hour
0: and a half, two hours. So you were the, island boys. We were what island boys? Yeah. Do you know who they are? Island no. boys. Oh okay. Yeah, I Bet Brody knows who the Island Boys are.
1: Oh my goodness. This, <laughs> this is an American thing. This is this is a thing too. Like they they talk and I have no idea what they're even talking about. So. I'll show you the island boys. <laughs> they're right. they're incredibly dumb. They're idiots. Yeah. So did you did you like see did, did it look at all like you would want to go there for a vacation?
2: I was in like the middle row and oh, so. didn't feel compelled to like go over to the window, but the kids who could see out the window just said it was just a kind of random is an island airport you know okay yeah you how uh, see palm hard trees tell. and <laughs> beaches and cannibals and, and people stuff. out there
1: putting lays on on you no <laughs> that's why cut off. that was not happening <laughs> that wasn't happening <laughs> so, okay yeah
2: but uh so what I, the good news is that the person who was having some kind of heart episode was doing okay good yeah they told us later oh that's so good, it's good. So, whatever. It's good to know that if you have a problem on a long flight that they'll divert out of the way to take care of
0: you. Yeah. That's positive.
1: Yep. Very so, I wonder, I wonder if, like, are there, are there um, like, other islands that are qualified and then there are islands that are not qualified. You know, probably. you kind of wonder, like. I would probably guess yes. So, oh, we can't go there. By the way, I
0: randomly saw there is an island off the coast of Marseille that's for sale. Maybe it was Marseille. Yeah, it was in the Mediterranean. Off really? the coast of Marseille. Really? Like a small little French island that had, there was nothing on it. But the whole island is for sale. All right. So, <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah. Next go, go start a church there, right? Yeah. right. There, I don't there's nobody there. There's a, right. That'd be the best kind of church, right? That you'd um, <laughs> be a great church, man. Are you kidding? The best kind of church with no people. If you build it, they will come. That's right. That's right. So Amen, brother.
1: All right, so so that must that means that means that getting into Atlanta was a, right. was an issue.
2: So that was a problem. that threw us off the uh, our timing. So I think we got into Atlanta I don't know, three We were supposed to have a four-hour, I don't remember now, I don't remember now, like a four-hour layover in Atlanta or something, and the diversion made it so that we missed the connecting flight. So they, uh, in Atlanta, switched us over from, we were on Air France Delta to American, which meant we had to leave the international terminal and go to the domestic terminal, and that was an absolute nightmare. Oh, I didn't... yeah, just, just going
1: from the international terminal to the domestic, it was a nightmare. The incompetence about that.
0: was unbelievable.
1: What were they what were they incompetent about?
2: There was just a line of I don't know how many people, and every twenty five minutes or so, a little shuttle bus would come and take ten.
0: <laughs> oh, so like <laughs> so does actual it, transporting. Yes. From, yes. Not yes. like
2: getting through. And it's far. It's like 15 minutes or so. You got to like kind of drive all the way around the airport. To the they only side. had
1: one shuttle. So, so this is the oh, land. This is the land where Chick-fil-A came from, but well, and, and, and they can't, they can't put Chick-fil-A processes in getting people through security. Cause and, he doesn't,
0: he's not alive anymore. Well, that's rest true. in peace. True yeah. So,
2: but it's, it's a good experience coming from France or every, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> Where so many things don't function efficiently. And coming back to the U.S. and expecting, oh, things function efficiently here. No. And bum,
1: that's bum, a bum, lie. Bum.
0: So, I think no. they may be worse here. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't well, know, they, man. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> Not in general. But they have, I think, grown <laughs> worse here. Maybe. no, well, no that's no. definitely true. That's for sure. It seems like it anyway. So. Yeah, that's definitely true.
2: But it helps to shatter the any kind of American dream your kids might uh feel ah, coming back from shattering
0: <laughs> dreams, love that coming back from
2: <laughs> where they live and wishing they were somewhere else that that helps that not happen yes,
1: yes, <laughs> that's right no, let's go back home, let's go back to yeah. France at least we know where the problems are there so,
2: so we thought we were going to miss the next flight after this huge other layover we had, but did thankfully make it to the next plane like uh, I think we were the last ones to board maybe some people got on after us but it was it was pretty close didn't have time to eat got on and found out that we were delayed going into charlotte and that delay just kept getting longer and longer because of thunderstorms in charlotte and so we were supposed to get into columbus at like five and finally after all this we did make it to charlotte yeah, five PM Tuesday on Monday, Monday evening. Monday, Monday evening. Yeah. And uh and you
0: left Marseille 4 a.m. Monday. We left morning. our house at well, like 3 30
2: A.M. Um at France time. And uh, yeah. uh whatever. Finally we were allowed to go to Charlotte, and then the next leg was fine. Got into Columbus at like 1.15 AM and Blah. long, long, long day for us. But then Gross. Brody had his, ended up having his test the next day, and he and Carissa uh, took the train to Paris Tuesday night. Oh,
1: wait, you forgot about the luggage.
2: Oh, yeah. Luggage wasn't there. <laughs> luggage wasn't there. <laughs> luggage did not exist. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> the next
1: day you get four pieces of right, luggage. Four out of the five. And, of course, the fifth one was... Mine. Yours, right. And so. the next day, we got the... I'm going, it sucks, it sucks to be you, man. <laughs> sucks to
0: be me right now.
2: There are much worse things, but it wasn't awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: This is not the best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, so I was saying that Tuesday evening, Chris and Brody had gone to Paris so that they could start trying to get on with standby tickets Wednesday morning, and it just wasn't happening. At um, all. There were some flight cancellations and whatever so they were not going to get out and for a couple of days yeah, right i don't know there was nothing that was looking hopeful yeah yeah
1: because mom was mom kept looking for she got in the middle Thursday. of the night of course she did and she was underneath her covers but this is <laughs> this is mom <laughs> this is mom in her element oh this is mom in this her power hour right there man. she just
0: she annoys everybody else to death when she gets in her element yeah but when she gets in her element she's there
1: you want her there? Well, actually. You want her there if if you're you're not around. If you're flying standby, you want her there. That's where you want her to be. Yeah, but you don't want to be around her (laughs) when she's in her element. (laughs) But
0: she was there. But she was there. Mom doesn't listen to the podcast either, so (laughs) it's free reign here (laughs) (laughs) on (laughs)
1: mom. So yeah. Yeah. So the next day.
2: whatever. We so we found uh, tickets on this airline we'd never heard of norse atlantic or something like yeah, that right and um we didn't know whether they were sailing over on a on a viking, viking. ship or <laughs> <laughs> actually flying but because um, it was so, well it was so cheap it was so cheap and yeah. so random
1: that there were seats available, yeah right and so
2: yeah we were able to get guaranteed tickets for them they took off uh wednesday but only were able to get to new york city and then there was no way they were getting from new york city to <laughs> to, columbus. to columbus either so that meant they were staying over uh wednesday night wednesday night that's right in new york city and we were trying to figure out how are we getting them here and at a certain point we're like well let's we'll just go over and make a trip out of it and that was going to be incredibly long and expensive especially after the trip over and so yeah hunter and nikki and family were in new jersey and we're just thought this is obviously providential from god right he doesn't an
1: hour away (laughs) yeah or i know yeah
2: he doesn't want uh us to figure out a way of making it happen
0: yeah don't that's, make it that's, harder than it's just
2: that's just barely possible which right. is kind of what we've been doing for the last several months and stretching ourselves to the to the max and just took it as providential that i can't fix this for them they're gonna have an extra day but it was in new york city which brody had never seen so that was that was cool. good yeah that's good for
0: him <laughs> Um, Carissa loves New York, too. Yeah, I'm she sure. does. She really does.
2: Yeah, so then they got to enjoy themselves yesterday before hooking up with Hunter and Nikki and family.
0: And- yeah, I feel bad for Brody. The kid was probably pulled all over New York City for well, 24 Well, it's funny, hours. like,
1: those pictures he keeps Poor sending, kid. he was sitting there with his long face on. I'm going like, dude, you are in New York City. Yeah, but it's Who- Carissa that you're with. Oh, so God.
0: it's not... Like, it'll be fun, but you just got to, like, get in your brain. Like, we're just, we're, there's no stopping. That's right. We're just going to no. keep on going.
2: I think he loved it. No, I sure, think uh, he did, too. There's this also this uh, uh, other, like, prov- I don't know what to call it, irony, uh, <laughs> whatever you want. It's Providence. <laughs> it's Providence. Luck. But, um, Sheer luck. No, I believe it's Providence. <laughs> I'm just trying to say is this negative or positive. But he's got this uh, idea that he, he wants to go into political science after next year. And there's a school he's trying to get into in France, which is not easy to get into necessarily, but um, this school has a dual program with Columbia University. And so he's got this idea in his mind he wants to do this. And uh, Columbia is on Manhattan Island. And so that was another thing they went and did yesterday. Just went and looked (laughs) at it. so positive in the sense that he enjoyed it. They loved it. Negative in the sense that this is ridiculously expensive. Oh. (laughs) I don't know how you're to pay for this. None of us can pay for this school, and now he's going to just be <laughs> all in for infatuated it, infatuated with it. Well, maybe so. it'll
0: motivate him to get his butt moving and find some way to pay for it. Yeah. Right. 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 right.
2: So who knows what God will do with all of this? That's but, it. Uh, we're we're taken care of. Go we're, clean some pools. We're here, and they will finally be here. They'll be here this afternoon. Six hours or so. Yeah, so yeah.
1: In six hours, really? I Think so. Well, they, it depends they on they how left? long they.
2: Yeah. The, they're on the way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they'll be here this afternoon. Yeah. So.
0: That's awesome. I don't know how long of a drive is it from.
2: It's like eight hours or so.
0: And then they have to be in the car with uh, the three, Hunter's three kids. That'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be fine. Uh,
1: <laughs> that'll be fine. Brody, They'll have Brody stories, will I'm keep her sure, Yeah, going. I'm sure that's like, with Shiloh. <laughs> yeah. Brody, Brody will keep Shiloh settled. No, I don't. No good. No one No, no one, one can, no keep, one that can kid, keep that so. kid settled. That's for sure.
0: You know, you'll like this story, Todd. So at the end of the year, they ask he's in. he was in K-5? Yeah. They are they're going, you know, they ask K five and K four, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, those kind of stuff. Everyone, you know, typical type of answers. Yep. Augie wrote on his, I wanna be a crew player. Play soccer for the crew. There you go. Shiloh? I want to be a chicken. (laughs) Like full. Very serious. (laughs) I wanna be a chicken when I grow (laughs) up. This is a very weird kid. It's
1: just oh yeah. very strange
0: kid yeah we we'll pray for that boy's soul <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that's some serious pray issues for
1: that. pray for the parents oh that kid. man i don't so know where that, i don't know where that stuff comes it's from like that's for sure
2: inside so. into how hunter's mind works but yeah exactly yeah. well it's like the dark side of
1: hunter's <laughs> mind probably <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it well, Todd, talk to us a little bit about what you see God doing there because all of this is not for naught. I mean, God sent you there. I remember when we went over there you know, over five years ago. Well, actually, seven years ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah, 2017. 2017. Yeah. 2017. Uh, <clears throat> God sent you there. I just remember it was clear as day that this is exactly where God wanted you to be. And you've been there now for five years and you, you set out to do like four or five different things. And it's from, from my observation, just, just watching this all happen. Um, you set out to do those things, but God obviously had it all planned out because he's actually sent it to you. It's not like you've had to really go out looking for it as it were. So talk to us a little bit about that. I know we don't have all day to do that, but just, you know, talk to us about that.
2: Yeah. It's, it's easy to see on a visit why there's incredible gospel Opportunities in the city of Marseille, France, in general, yeah, yeah. in the Mediterranean world, um, just um, because they're it's such a diverse, uh, ethnically diverse city with yeah. lots of what would be qualified as unreached peoples who are there, yeah. and um, which makes it just a really cool place to try and do ministry. Um, it's what God used to attract us there. We love the city, um, but it's also filled with a lot of complexity in terms of ministry efforts in the past, mm-hmm. um, failed ministry efforts. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it kind of, even before we had headed there, there were a lot of people just like, uh, warning us about going there because, you know, lots of people had gone and burned out and ended up somewhere else. And, um. I don't know how to. I don't have time to explain whatever I understand of the reasons for all that. But anyway, there's just complexity, especially in coming from the outside, connecting with the French Church. Yep. In order to, whatever, build up, strengthen the French Church, but also mobilize the French Church into those gospel needs. Right. And that was our hope. Um, we had, we had led a church plant. Prior to moving over to france but we didn't um god wasn't leading us into a church plant in the short term i mean for so many reasons we didn't know the language of course yeah um but also there are these there are churches there are some churches in the city and um with just whatever <laughs> what is the right way of saying it just these of, believers who need to be cared for built up yeah. but um in some ways a just a variety of emphases of in terms of
1: even like oh for sure in these churches
2: for sure um different denominations right, right. uh unions of churches and that kind of thing mm-hmm. which also adds to the complexity of of the ministry there but um as much as there's a need for church planting, there also just remains the need there as well as anywhere for mm-hmm. church revitalization, revitalization, church strengthening, church and um, yeah. which is just part of what we had thought God had positioned us to try and help with. Yeah, um, to use our own experience, limited as though though it may have been our our gifts and those kinds of things to help strengthen. A, friend, a local church in particular, right? Um, and then see where God would lead it from there in terms of p- church planting in the future, which, yeah. which would always be the um, part of a healthy just gospel movement in right. any place would right. be churches being planted and, and going further. Um, but through lots of conversations, he led us this particular um, union of churches, which led us to two potential churches that are part of that union in Marseille and only one of those was able to welcome us. Yep. And it's just remarkable thinking of just all the contingencies related to where we are today. I mean, you're just kind of, I don't know if this is going to work out. Right. I can't be, um, we don't have the power to make this work with this church yep. to make either of these churches welcome, welcoming towards us, wanting us to work with them but anyway this one church was and the people have just really been welcoming and caring to us from very early on and that also included um our our lead pastor who he and his wife had arrived at the church just like 2 months before we got there oh yeah and boy. that wasn't by either of us planned at all. Um, but a guy who's just very theologically, philosophically like minded with us, which is not at all a given, yeah, um, in that context. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that led to the point where I was like March of 2020. I don't remember if it was March of, I think it was 2021 when I became an elder at the church. Once again, nothing that, um, that i could have orchestrated which is something that that god put together which um, provides this opportunity to have more influence into just the philosophy of church of the ministry of the church um, but not without the challenges of the history of that church and the others who are part of the church leadership what they've experienced in the past what they've experienced in the past, particularly with American missionaries and and problems that they've caused in the church. And, um, so that's the other side of it is, um, there's like openness, but there's also among some like skepticism to, um, almost mistrust just because of, uh, what our passports are. Right. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, so anyway, that that's been the key to us. That that's been the central focus is we want to engage these gospel needy people in this city to bring Christ to them. Yep. But there's no we have no illusion that we can do that just ourselves or with our um friends who went over with us um to Marseille from the US, the Fishers. Yep. We we want we need to help strengthen a local church to do that yep that's um that's the tool that god uses for advancing gospel work his kingdom work in any place
1: yeah and you'd be surprised how many and you've picked up on it since you've been there but how many missionaries that go over there who really don't have that focus it's crazy
2: it seems it's very few yeah, that, that do, which I think explains some of the historical flameouts right. in the past, um, both in their ministry efforts as well as in their personal lives where they just are frustrated and yeah. not linked in to what oh. Jesus has designed to care for his people. You would um, think that'd be
1: a given, right? You think like, oh, everyone would do that. Nope. They're over there and like, what are you oh, doing? Yeah, I don't know. We're no. reaching so-and-so or we're reaching such and such. With what? What are you reaching them with? Well, that stuff happens in the states too. Well, so, sure. I mean, it's not like know yeah. it's yeah. not just but it's it's magnified there. I think be, I think it's magnified there simply because the need is so great. Like every person there you you need to find wrapped up in a local church. But yeah, no, it doesn't happen that way.
2: Yeah, there's this idea that's really current in a certain segment of missions that in some ways the local church is the <clears throat> problem not the solution right. to mission. Right. And interesting I think it's just really messed up ecclesiology. <laughs> yeah, and missiology. Um
0: Is that was that like in general missions or just specifically
1: in Marseille, do you think?
2: It's in general in missions, but especially mm-hmm. among unreached
1: peoples. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 But it's also I think it's also historically true in Europe as a whole. Mm-hmm. We saw that in Germany as well.
0: I wonder how much of that has to do with just the effect of the Catholic Church and the predominancy that that has had in Europe and the effect that that's had on the cultures all across Europe, this idea of the Catholic Church, the papacy, and then just the idea of a building, a location, that kind of thing. Perhaps. I wonder. I don't don't know.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really complex uh, question that yeah. when you're talking about at the local level, but as well as how that um, connects with people who are coming out of, for us, it's especially North Africa as well as even as well as increasingly Sub-Saharan Africa, right. former French colonies, especially yeah. who have, who are coming and have been coming into France and especially into Marseille. Um, and they, they, or their families have lived in the specter of the, um in some ways like the colonial roman catholic church and their experience so what they know of christianity is roman catholic version of that um so i think there's elements of it i don't know how to unpack all of that um i think a large part of it is uh is just this idea that it's up to us to finish the mission of jesus In our lifetime, so he can come back. This is just a thought that's really that has been really predominant in unreached people-focused missions. Yeah. Over the last, I don't know, thirty. No, years. Yeah, I would say at least or so. Yep. And um, part of this idea being that the reason for the slowness is the local church, and we need to like blow that up and redevelop the idea of what is a church and make things go fast and make things go Mm. broad and we can accomplish the mission and jesus can come back and uh (laughs) because it's up to us seems like a really (laughs) to me a really bad vision of what jesus himself laid out in terms of what his church would be and how his mission would be accomplished and yeah but um it, it is true that it's not it's also not easy to um to to bring about and this is true anywhere but just to bring about um, unity of heart and spirit among God's people in a church. It's just a, a unified, combined um, vision of where we're going as followers of Jesus and how we then can invite others to believe in and follow yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And that's, it's just, it remains a challenge for us. There, there remain um, unanswered questions of what is this all going to end up uh, bringing about? at the same time that there's also this a lot of these positive indications of what God has done to bring us to this point that we couldn't have manufactured ourselves right. yeah so that keeps us just questioning and thinking and talking and praying and depending upon Dependent. God for yeah. yeah where he's bringing us at the end of this at the end of this uh path yeah so um that's like our, our initial beyond learning the language and learning the culture learning the ministry landscape our next focus was helping strengthen a church in Marseille to engage the gospel needs around us including these um, strategic uh, these strategic ministry opportunities there's university students which is i'm just convinced always a strategic Ministry focus, yeah, Yeah. because of the the phase of life that they're in, and they're um, the fact that they're not settled into one place, and that they're they're in a phase where they're thinking and questioning, and um, and so there are a lot of university students in Marseille, but also these unreached peoples, especially North Africans, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, um, how we can help a local church to be healthy and to engage in healthy gospel mission disciple making mission towards these people yeah. around us. That's that was focus number 1. <clears throat> and as part of that what we had developed especially through Carissa's interests and desires having come out of this kind of an entrepreneurial life that she had ended up with in the US uh, before moving over having started her own um, real estate team and at the same time being really interested in art and that kind of thing crafty type things in her Mm -hmm. own way Mm -hmm. and being i don't know just unfulfilled as well as she was doing in that in the states unfulfilled in the fact that that wasn't going all directly towards ministry effort and wanting to take those interests and use them for the sake of the gospel And her coming to Marseille and being like, okay, what am I doing? What am I contributing herself? And what if we created like a, what, what ended up as this, these ideas kind of came together over the course of months and years to push us towards this idea of a community center cafe kind of based around arts, like crafty type arts um, and using this to, create a space in our community for people to come in and see the people of our church and not only the people of our church, some other Christians, other people in the community living together right. as <clears throat> disciples of Christ who love each other um, and create, trying to create an environment that's welcoming, that's warm that um, with this community center so that our church can really engage the community yeah. and become known in the community. and develop relationships with people and this was kind of all coming from chris's interests and um, who she is and what she wanted to do and so again these are things that we just no way that we could have um, ensured that this would happen i mean we we strongly desire that this be a thing that was connected to our local church we talked a lot about whether it'd be better if it was in the same premises as where our local church meets or in separate premises. But um, anyway, our church was also looking for a new church building um, because we needed it. We were like out of norms in terms of the number of people within our square footage. And so we needed a new place. And God providentially led us to this one building that Carissa had noticed, had found, kind of, and brought to the attention um of the church council and she was she's on like the kind of building committee now um and so after looking around failed efforts the church ends up buying this building the people who were selling it to us gave us the right to use the building before the the sale was finalized which took over a year and because it was beneficial to them to help keep squatters out, but the church couldn't use it for, um, for, uh, <coughs> services and that kind of stuff. But we could use it for something like the community, community center, center fabrique Which is weird. because
1: like people are in there, you know, but yeah, it's awesome.
2: <laughs> so, so, I mean, we had looked around trying to find places in the, in our neighborhood and there was nowhere that would have been near as good as this location and um and god gave it to us for the first like seven or eight months just for free um which was huge but obviously we had to do a lot of renovations um which we were able to do with a lot of help from people in the church able to get started with the community center last june um when it opened and um we're a year into it now. Yeah, just yeah. finished our first yeah. year, and our goal was that this mm. kind of become a self sustaining tool for the church, um, for for mission in our community, for gospel yeah. outreach into our community. But at the same time, it has become, and I think this is always the case mm-hmm. when you are on mission together. It also provides this context for living in fellowship together. Right, that's strengthened a lot of relationships and. Um, provide not only a tool for doing this outreach but also becomes a a training ground yeah um and so we've but but we've wanted this to be self-sustaining so it wasn't dependent on us it wasn't dependent on um our teammates our friends the fishers um and it still definitely depends on us um a lot falls on us a lot falls on carissa and danielle um but over this year it has become essentially financially self-sustaining, oh, that's which self-sustaining. was is not cool. at all a given. And with the volunteers from the church who have loved the idea, who have jumped in, who've taken the kind of regular weekly slots, right. it's become self-sustaining on that level as well. Yeah, And it's even continuing this first, uh, this first month of July while we're over here and the Fishers are going to be over in the States in July as well and it's going to just be the people of the church who are keeping it running.
1: That's that's I'm, amazing. That's yeah. pretty cool. That is amazing. And what's also it's it's real become cool. is a magnet for the community. Yeah. I mean, like, I, we were there, and you just people just walk in from the community, and it's just been awesome to see. It's been really awesome to see.
0: It's kind of like, um, what is the, there was a, I think it was Frontline Missions that did a little thing about this guy who went over to India and started a, coffee shop was that a frontline that was missions thing
1: that wasn't india was
0: it, was it india any,
1: and then um yeah
0: or it was so it's kind of like one of those things where you just went over and figured out a way to to get into or ha- invite the community people into your lives and just build relationships and it's and it's it takes right after um one of our one of our favorite missionaries, David Hasselflick, who just yeah. said, "Pray, Pray love, God, uh, meet, meet people, people. And tell them about Jesus." Yeah. Like that's that's <laughs> kind of the mission the <laughs> mission plan. And if you can if you can start there with your mission plan, then you're you're probably going to be in a in a pretty good spot moving forward. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, we are glad, Todd, that you guys are here for. Uh, you're you're not re- you're taking a break, but you're not really taking a break, right? Um, because we are, they are here to continue to raise support, not only just for themselves, but also for Fabricay. Yeah. Uh, so what we're gonna do, we'll include links into the show notes uh, of our podcast. If you are interested in learning more about Fabri-K, the link will be in there. If you're interested in giving or being a partner uh, with Todd and Carissa and their family, um, to support the work over there, uh, we will also put the link or some sort of information in the show notes for you to be able to either be a one-time giver or be a consistent giver. Um, And uh, you guys can kind of set it up that way for whatever works best for you.
1: And we'll shoot to to bring Carissa in on. Yeah. Next next week if she's
0: available. I don't know what their schedule is. I don't even think you guys know what your schedule is at times. Kind of no, no. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah. So. uh, We may
1: have to move it to a different
0: Yeah, we can figure. We'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. So you
1: can hear more about, you know, what what god is doing. i think it's just fascinating to see um simply because god has done this really god has led all the way yeah right?
0: and really cool there's so. a song about jesus led me all the way there
1: is a, several songs it's about a
0: very that, good so. old song that probably has some weirdness to it all right guys thanks for thanks for listening uh a little shorter one did actually it was not a shorter one it was, it was, a a, it was one. about same on time but okay. that's okay um Thanks for listening. We will catch you guys later. Have a good one. Yep. Bye. Bye.